Well, hello there, you fantasy cosmographers. What's going on? Uh, gentlemen, it's trade deadline week, and we've already had some pretty crazy trades happen. I think there's going to be a few more before the end of uh, Thursday at, what, 7.59? You guys got anything up your sleeves that you haven't told us yet? Like, we haven't seen? Well, it's it's 8.27, so you, you've just seen one go through. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. I, I like this. Yeah, it feels like more as active as the real NFL trade deadline. Yeah, um, rumor has it uh, Darnstown Droosh is going to give up and send me Cooper Cup. Fingers that crop. might just happen. I'm getting scared <laughs> I heard there's, right there's at least four picks on the table for Isaiah Likely. Is that – that's at the least, rumor we're hearing as well. I, I, I heard it's at five at this point. It's, it's likely you guys are right on the money. Five first, though, right? No seconds? No, no, one second, one second. One um, but it's a conditional. Right. Got to keep conditional. The yeah. If the guy wins the Super Bowl, I mean the the league championship, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, same thing. If I, and Isaiah likely wins the Super Bowl, then I get it first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's go quickly over last week's games uh, because I think we were going to spend a lot of time on talking trades. Uh, last week, we had Vienna Rams of the best beating the Punskatani Pensive Parakeets 117-85. to We had Payne's Making Nachos beat or lost to Mike Ryan uh, 130-82. to uh, The Frederick Scubs somehow managed to win against the Streets Meets 88-77. to And I think that's where I got to stop, boys, because this, to me, was about as surprising as it gets. I, I did not predict this whatsoever. I mean, we, we did predict half of it, right? Like, half of it being Frederick Scrubs having, like, not a great week at 88 points. It's just the other side of the ledger that um that i i pained me to see um uh, tyler not win this because it does have some significant implications frederick drops down to seven and two here then this game that we'll talk about upcoming this week it has bigger implications um but he goes to eight and one and that's a big win for for bi-week implications yeah th this was the only matchup last week that uh, did not feature a team scoring at least 100 points so um and and i think what we called the game of the week uh was um i i think the lowest scoring combined matchup if i'm doing my math correctly yeah. on uh no. no it is joe's primo team it is it is oh yeah, the, oh, yeah. the lowest it, scoring it, combined by, matchup. by a good by, by, by a, a pretty yeah by a pretty wide margin uh like 20 to 30 yeah. points and i just i'll just take one moment to lament uh kj osborne michael Pittman, gabe davis uh evan ingram combined for somewhere in the in the the range of 10 drops on Sunday. Um, that was like it? Legitimately 10 drops um, for 80-ish yards. So do the math on that, and I get a lot closer really quickly. So Team Stonehands, uh, we'll get to how that's being resolved. All right. After that, we've got the best CDs beating the home run hitters 108-78. to 78. Lewisburg Luchadors beating the uh, Joe's Primos team 128 to 49. And I think I'm going to stop there because holy crap, Lewisburg Luchadors are coming on strong. Uh, whenever your quarterback starts putting up 30 points a game regularly, that's concerning. And I don't like this happening in my division. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts, gentlemen? As predicted last week on this pod, Lewisburg Luchadors 
playoff bound baby let's go masked men uh yeah when justin fields looks like this uh the dual threat quarterback that he is he's not gonna have four total touchdowns every week but good god he's right up there with lamar and jalen hurts and josh allen uh as far as productivity and what shocks me about this is that he had a zero point game out of demir bird (laughs) and a 0.8 game out of his tight end mike gusecki (laughs) it's <laughs> just been so much worse yeah but there's some things on i mean tyler's not all that off he's like this team could make the playoffs he has a gauntlet after this week's game he has a pretty easy game this week and then he has a gauntlet of, of three straight pretty tough games against uh, likely playoff teams um but not only is it justin fields it's getting cordero patterson back it's dalvin cook um, it's maybe getting Keenan Allen back, um, at, at some point, maybe, <laughs> uh, like maybe, uh, maybe who knows what's going to happen there, but if he does ever come back, then all of a sudden, then you have Justin Fields. He might just be the QB one for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's scary as shit. Like he can beat anybody. He can, he can upset anyone in the playoffs and, and, uh, if he makes it. So also don't look now but here comes terrace marshall jr finally living up to a little bit of that draft type and second half breakouts for for first year wide receivers are a real thing george pickens has looked great in some spots and very much like a rookie in others so if either of those two guys catch on too that receiving room looks pretty good there's just a lot yeah, here he is going to be losing his second quarterback soon but he might get winston back at some point so who knows all right, now let's go on to the next games. We have Darnstown Drush beating Breezewood Nuts 110 to 77. Fancy Footwork, another team that's coming on strong, though I think the playoff picture is well out of sight for them at this point at 0 and 9, losing to the Iamsville Cartographers 145 to 92. And finally, Philly Citywide losing to the Maniac Loose Cannons 54 to 121, thanks to. I mean, that was so crazy is you take out the Joe Mixon game and the loose cannons still win this. <laughs> loose cannons could have only played Joe Mixon and only lost by a point. So, <laughs> so yeah. Joe Mixon had less rushing yards than Justin Fields. Five freaking touchdowns, man. Wild. It just and, good and, doing it. And Dave, it's not like Joe Mixon didn't have a lot of rushing yards when you say that. It's 153. Yeah. <laughs> That's how many. Justin Fields went bananas. <laughs> like yeah. it's just absurd. Uh, just, you know uh, what the you know what the uh, you know what the the, the Chicago Bears uh, did during their bye week? They 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 decided during their bye week of all times to watch Ravens tape. They were like, hmm, maybe we should see what these other teams are doing with Justin Fields. Maybe now is the time to do it. And then they started doing it. It's like, guys, it's like you could have like, done that they're, a long time ago. weeks in week 14, but I, I won't correct. Or, well, it was like a, maybe it was a long week. I forget. I heard it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, they had, right? the, they had a Thursday to Monday. <laughs> Thursday gap, to right? Monday uh, gap. That, something like that. It was like during a long stretch, like we're going to watch just like some Ravens. I mean, so yeah, some Lamar Jackson tape. They did that in the middle of the season and they switched their uh, their game plan. Yeah, uh, smart. All right, gentlemen, let's get into talking about the trades that happened. Tyler, yours is the biggest that's happened so far. Do you want to just go in and just kind of uh, just tell us what the trade was? Yeah, it, I know not everybody's in the group chat, uh, but I did send out an email. So if you haven't seen it yet, you'll hear it tomorrow morning. Uh, 
I sent Philly Citywide's 2023 first round pick, which is looking pretty tasty right about now, uh, to Joe's primo team for Amon Ra St. Brown, who is in the second of his rookie, second year of his rookie contract, uh, $6 this year, $8, $9 next year. Um, yeah, that's the whole trade right there. Drew, what, what are your initial thoughts on this? I was surprised. Um, I was surprised that uh, Philly City, I mean, uh, Joe's Primo team gave up on Amon Ross St. Brown. I think it's, it's a it's a quality young player. He looks good, like at football. The, the Detroit Lions office doesn't inspire confidence all the time. Um, and, and so maybe he doesn't believe in, in that aspect of it. Um, and it is a really loaded draft. So I, I don't fault it. I think it's a pretty even trade. I would just surprised you take a, a chance on another young player instead of the one that you hit for a cheap deal and, and and Tyler gets him for two years so it's not like you're 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 doing a rental here this is a, a solid piece both this year and next year and, and gives Tyler an asset you, you traded a first to, for um, uh, definitely yeah. like it for Tyler um Joe's Primo team 2024 Drew, I think you broke what? up there just a little bit. At least it was for my side. I don't know. What? Yeah, you're <laughs> Drew's audio. We're having we traded the first first on our. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear us, Drew, but you're breaking up. Um, I can so hear you. I'm, okay, so I'm gonna go over to Dave because Dave, here's the here's the kicker on this Amon Ross St. Brown trade is that you have the other piece that hasn't hit the field yet, Jameson Williams, who very much could take the Amon Ross St. Brown role, right? Like that is the obviously focal point in this offense, this kind of dynamic slot role. And it, it could very easily change to be Jamison Williams. That's not for guarantee, but I'm kind of interested in what your take is on this. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the joke I was going to make. Uh, that That's a lot to give up for the soon to be wide receiver two in Detroit. Uh, but, you know, there's no guarantee he plays this year. I think first and foremost, it's it's a trade for this year for for Tyler um, and that street meet team. Um, but, yeah, you, you have a proven wide receiver. He, he went on a significant run at the end of last year and beginning of this year. Um, you know, you suspect uh, Jared Goff won't be the quarterback there next year. So um, hopefully an upgrade for for those Lions at, at QB. Um I don't know. It's, it's a lot to give up, but I think you had to give up that much to, to get a cheap uh, wide receiver with, with top 10 upside. So, um, you know, I, I think e even trade and uh, yeah, you know, I think best case for Joe's Primo team, they're, they're what drafting a player who has the talent of Amon Ross St. Brown early in next year's draft. Yeah, personally, I'm not a big fan of Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, it's just not a player that I particularly I like. Doesn't mean anything about it because I've been wrong all goddamn season wrong, uh, long from my predictions. So that maybe be that might work out in your favor there, Tyler. Um, but I know that you were also trying to work like on Jalen Waddle and other trades, and it just didn't work out because you couldn't get it to go to happen. So, yeah, I mean. I really feel like this could win it for you. Like we were talking about a potential other trade for a running back you were considering, but the weakness on your team right now is obviously wide receiver and you fixed it. So congratulations. The, the last six weeks of last year, Amon Ron St. Brown was wide receiver two. 
And that was behind Cooper Cup, who had arguably the greatest wide receiver fantasy season ever last year. So um, ironically, both pieces were on Joe's Primo team and now neither are. Yeah, and both teams. Yeah, this goes back to that. What could have been last year for Joe's Primo team a little bit, right? With the, I mean, he had Cooper Cup, Amon Ra, and Devontae Adams, I think. Um, they was kind of loaded at receiver, and if he just stuck it out and played him, he could be looking at coming out of a money-making year and then having the fire sale. Um, that's the only part, if you're Alex, that I'd feel bad about at all because he's gotten how many – it looks like at least two, if not three, first-round picks out of these, these two wide receivers alone in this last round of trading. Um, from my end, Drew and Dave, you hit it on the head. This is a trade first and foremost for this year. Right, just to shore up those low scoring weeks that Pittman and Davis are capable of. And it is it, looking around as a whole. <laughs> Tell me about it. Hey, man, Jeff Saturday. He's going in there. Huh? He's going to fix it all, right? He's not coached a team since he coached a high school team eight years ago. Uh, and they were okay. That's what I've heard. Uh, but yeah, uh, looking around, if you look at who the top 20 ish receivers are, they're all very freaking expensive right now. Um, if they're not on rookie deals and the guys who have them on rookie deals, I'm talking to a couple of them and the other two or three are also in first in their division and a contender right now. So this was the best one available. And after the wide receiver arms race, I was faced with, with uh, team Trush over <laughs> Cooper cup. I was not trying to lose out to Dave this time. Yeah, good luck trying to get Jalen Waddle on. I think that must have been a very short conversation. Oh. It, it was literally, I said, are you like, hey, you try to trade Jalen Waddle? Like, I know you keep winning, but like, and he goes, no. Literally, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Well, at least we know where we stand with that one. Uh, all right, let's go on to the next trade. Dave, obviously, you just uh, posted a there, trade. You yeah, there was one was? last week that we didn't cover. Yeah, I know. I was going to get to that to the end. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, what was the trade? For What was the trade? Higgins for two seconds and Zamir White? Uh, yeah, one one second, one comp pick, and Zamir White for uh, T. Higgins. All right. Tyler, do you want to uh, kind of explain, or what's your thoughts on this trade? Um, we talked about it very briefly before we – press play because it happened as I, I think Dave was locking it up and sending it in while we were doing the pre-show, you know, huddle here. Uh, so we haven't had a whole lot of time to react. Uh, T Higgins is a fine player. I think over the past couple of weeks, we've seen that it's really hard for him to carry an offense by himself. However, when that Bengals offense is clicking, even as the wide receiver two in that offense, he is a top 25 fantasy play week in and week out, if not top 16, which in our league is good enough to be wide receiver one. So back to the theme of the most recent trades that we're seeing, this mirroring the NFL has been a wide receiver arms race over the past week or two weeks to make sure that we shore up that position for some of the top level contenders. And for the people receiving the compensation for those, many of them have received first round picks, uh, now, T. Higgins isn't on the same level as Cooper Cup, but getting a what is likely to be a, a late pick, a late second, was it the 20th? It's my 23 second, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so what is likely to be a mid-late to late 23 second and a compensatory pick is and a developmental running back who I liked a lot coming out of this draft. I think he's I, I said before the season that he was had a chance to supplant Josh Jacobs at the end of the year, Zamir White did. Um, that looks like it might have gone out the window now, but it's Jacobs last year there, hypothetically. So we'll see. Um, I still think Dave won this trade pretty handily because the assets you're getting back aren't even going to add up to T Higgins production together, most likely over the next six years for what Dave's going to get out of him over this last year. Um, yeah. And and yeah I, and he's I, expiring, but. And I know he's expiring, but like, I, I think he's, just a type of expiring player that like, Hey, first of all, like you keep him and he expires and he goes, he's probably going for $30 or more and you're getting a compensatory pick anyway. But he's like, basically he got that aspect of it back. And second, I mean, I think it's in that range where you kind of the type of player you might want to match, right? If he proves he's not as I could be like, he might not go for some crazy um, amount. Um, so, so yeah, I think he, I think Dave won this. I don't think he really gave up anything. He just made his team better. Um, and, um, and I don't really, I think you could have at some point, if you were more active earlier, like when I was talking to you, you could have gotten more. Um, you, you definitely could have gotten more for D Higgins at some point through throughout this. Um, and I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I feel like an easy late round first, you got to gotten for Higgins. Um, well, I think you guys already said. All well, I think it's important to to note, though, that at some point you can only get what is available. That And Drew, you're you hit it right. Like if you're more active earlier, don't wait mm-hmm. until 730 the day of the trade deadline. Right. And you may have been able to get more for T Higgins then. But now those firsts have largely been spent by the people who are looking to win this year. So I don't know, like. I'm not grading this trade in the vacuum of today. It's not as bad as what it, what the actual value of T Higgins should be. Yeah. Five, yeah. I think five, six weeks ago, um, maybe getting that late round first flyer w- was an option. Um, I, I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think you would have found that today. Um, and that's why I think he should have just held uh, at that point and, and taken the risk of, of a getting a compensatory for a second back regardless and B Maybe it's the type of play you want to match on. I think it. I think you. It's value there, and and I think undervaluing kind of like those mid tier contracts that you lock in um, um, is might be a mistake. I've got to disagree. I think there's plenty of teams that have the ammunition to go after a Higgins, a Scott, uh, Mike Ryan. I mean, those are two playoff bound teams that obviously have. Uh, at least both their normal first or more than one. I think Scott actually has two coming up next year. Uh, so that could have easily gone for that. And I do, I don't think Scott knew about this. So again, I think this is just a general reminder. If you are about to trade a player to Dave, no one else, obviously no one else, but just to Dave, you post it in the group <laughs> chat, you see what else, what else you can get. I see just a sneaky way to backdoor and slam Dave. I mean, I, I, for Phrasing. the most part, I agree with, with Byron. I think he probably could have gotten more here, uh, but I don't think it's like some kind of like ridiculously bad trade. Um, I just think it's bad. I think you like if I had to grade it, I think you got like a, a C minus, D plus, and I think that that Dave got an A. Now, Dave, um, I I apologize because I thought you were referencing the Cooper Cup trade last week, but you were actually referencing your other trade, and so I apologize. Please introduce that trade as well. Hmm. Um, you got to remind me. Okay. It's David Njoku 
sorry, you traded David Nguyen. Uh, you got David Nguyen. <laughs> Do Nguyen, we have to talk about this trade? <laughs> and you traded Tim Patrick and Jawan Johnson uh, to Joe's Primo's <laughs> team. Uh, yeah. You know, we can go over this pretty pretty quickly. I don't like this trade personally. I think this is you got a that Alex got a bunch of junk that's probably not going to result into anything. I do like Tim Patrick as a player, but as only as like a fringe player, like not any kind of core piece on your team. And uh, David Njoku, even though he he's out two to five games, not a very critical player whatsoever for your team this year. It, this is the final year of his deal. At least you could re-sign him. I mean, we saw what tight ends were going for in the market this year, anywhere between five to ten dollars. He was certainly playing like a top ten tight end. I would have just kept him personally. I will say that Jawan Johnson is a borderline tight end one <laughs> in fantasy right now because he really is. is. It's, it's just it's more. I'm of course aren't they I'm all just, after the top four? I'm just four, talking though? about how bad tight ends are. Um, he's he's better than Dalton Schultz right now. He's better than uh Isaiah Likely, Irv Smith Jr., Dawson Knox, Daniel Bellinger, Noah Fant, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> um that's he's not, also not any, just... I agree wholeheartedly with everything Byron said. <laughs> I'm more just indicting the state of tight ends. So let me let me give you a little behind the curtains here. Um so with the power of, of Google, <laughs> uh, Vienna Rams are the best, was able to find that the um, the the Cleveland Browns uh, team doctor, James Voos, uh, or James Voss, um, but his cell phone number's online. So <laughs> I gave him a call. Uh, didn't expect anyone to answer. He answered. I said, oh, hey, this is, you know, Dave, obviously owner of Vienna Rams are the best. Um, probably heard our podcast yeah, yeah. You, you've probably heard our podcast we got listeners worldwide i said look and he was like oh my god you're calling me i said james uh david njoku reports are he's out for two to five weeks can you tell me is it going to be on the two weekend or five now hindsight thinking back he probably said uh fuck you and hung up but what i thought he said was two and he hung up so i was like oh man he's only out two weeks i got i gotta go get this guy so um, you know, that is at your disposal. You you can do a little internet searching. You can call the teams directly. And every once in a while, um, you know, shout out to James. He'll he'll pick up. Uh, that's pretty funny. All right. Well, <laughs> next and last trade, unless something comes through, because I am getting some text messages that there might be something happening before this podcast ends. We have the Cooper Cup trade. I don't think we went over that, did we? Well, we I think we did uh, ourselves, oh, but if you want to give your your reaction to the Cooper Cup trade, I am all for talking about Cooper Cup. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a brilliant fucking trade. Well done for both sides, right? I just bashed Alex for the Njoku trade, but I think this was a very, very uh, savvy move for both sides. Obviously, you got to pay to win now, and Cooper Cup is one of those players that can elevate your team by himself. On the other hand, you got to get some picks to build a team for the future. Alex, obviously, loading up. I. You know, I get it. So the Amon Ross St. Brown, like actually the Amon Ross St. Brown getting a top five pick next year. It's just great. It's everything is cohesive about Alex's strategy sans Nijoku. Like it's just well done, Alex. Well done. So uh, I've got really nothing more to add. <laughs> <laughs>
This is such a minor dig. Besides a tight end trade. Oh well. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. yeah, it's not, I'm like, I'm not like it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen, right? It's just like, eh, you're probably no, definitely is not. in the middle of next year. Um uh, I think he'll still have Jerron Johnson on his team next year. I think he'll start. All right. Oh. Um, are we putting a bet on this? Because this is don't we have like no, a isn't no, there this whole betting. other thing that we started last like, no, that much, we I'm not that much of a degenerate that I'm betting on Jawan well, Johnson. So averaging four point eight targets per week. I just think he's gonna start for the Saints next year. <laughs> it's not a lot of options at tight end. <laughs> yeah, because they're pants in hell, man. Like a quarterback. So. Yeah, he does everything, though. So, And uh, nothing, what's, somehow. What, what's our next segment? I think the next segment is we just go into this week's matchup. Well, before we do oh. that, uh, can I throw out something? Let, let's take a quick look at the standings. We we, <gasps> we don't do this normally, and, and we're into... How about the power rankings? I want to look at the power rankings. We're into the playoff push here. Um, and I think not the worst time to just re-explain and remind everyone that that this year in the off season we voted on two things that affect the playoffs first and foremost we we agreed to mirror the nfl and that playoffs get reseeded each round so that the highest remaining seed plays the lowest remaining seed uh and then so, so on down the line um so that's the first thing we changed the second is after last year having to auto change the playoff standings um we agreed to just go by the site defaults so the site first uh goes for record so if you have a better record over someone else that's the first tiebreaker um if you have the same record the second tiebreaker is head-to-head a lot of division matchups um and 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 otherwise in the league so head-to-head is that second tiebreaker third tiebreaker is actually a little confusing Uh, What the site does is it calculates your win percentage against every team with the same win percentage. So I will give an example. Right now in the DD's division, we have three teams with a five and four record, but there's also Breezewood's Nuts and Joe's Primo team with a five and four record. So to break uh, Street Meat and Rams are the best tie, it actually... Because each team has not played each other head to head, it actually goes to everyone's record against all other five and four teams as the first tiebreaker. If we had the same win percentage against like teams, it then goes to points forced in games. So uh, just something to keep in mind. It'll probably be less cloudy as we get to the end of the year, but right now makes for uh, some crazy tiebreakers um, at six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 in our standings. Uh, so I, I mean whatever happens with the dd division moving forward is going to be absolutely insane if that's the case so much fun that is the nuttiest i am so right glad here. i am not near to fish it yeah <laughs> the fact that the 10th lowest score or the 10th highest scoring team is first in your division at 915 <laughs> points <laughs> two three and four are following them it's just it's almost too crazy to just believe. so you guys feel great about your situation well you guys are all in the playoffs or mike ryan right outside the playoffs i have two teams that are selling at the trade deadline and i have an 0 and 9 team so that's my division so so yeah you know 
the uh, tenderoni division for those at home who don't hear the tenderoni division said enough on the podcast uh, because you only have a couple more weeks of it, guys. And <laughs> let's not forget, obviously, this with fancy footwork. I mean, obviously, fancy footwork has been, you know, the team that we thought is going to lose out. They're coming on strong now. What is the ramifications for the toilet bowl, gentlemen? Because don't forget, last year we put in the new rule where there is a loser's bracket who can win their money back at the end of the season. Uh, uh, it's, it, it's actually a little more than your money back, but only eight teams make that loser's bracket. So kind of what you were getting at, fancy footwork needs to rattle off probably two wins, maybe three over these last um what five weeks go ahead and win out so that joe's primo team can slot right beneath you just go ahead and win out you can beat me i think that's a perfect segue gentlemen because oh man god damn the fancy footwork has actually had the close matchup this week well that's a shame all right well we're gonna have to actually wait till they could be the game of the week outside of the obvious game of the week so let's go then into the Monocacy Streets Meets versus Payne's Making Nachos. Dave, why don't you start us off? What do you think about these two teams? Who's going to win this matchup? Oh, you know what? The spread is, I don't know, 35 points? We'll go with it. We'll go with it? I'll, I'll yeah. While you guys are talking for the rest of this, I'll try to edit this part out. Probably more okay. like... I'll, I'll Probably more up. like 20. 20 points, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is actually a lot closer than it currently so says. I, There's some scary I, stuff we here. restart? Then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Restart. We, we can keep right. going. That's perfect. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we can restart. All right, so then what matchup should we start with? Which one's the most out of... Uh, we, we can start with that one, because there's... Obviously, the trade's going to affect this line, and rumor has it another trade is coming that'll yeah. affect this line too yeah okay all right so we'll start again so and i think that's a perfect segue oh it's gonna be so funny if i forget to edit this out it is a perfect segue <laughs> into base baking nachos versus monocacy streets meets and right now we have the line at 25 points for streets meets dave what do you think uh so we know streets meet Streets meet singular now, Byron. Uh, oh, street street meet. Um, you know, with, they just executed a trade, so uh, a, a little wide receiver reinforcements coming their way. And here on the podcast, we we have some inside information that maybe a trade is going the other way for the Peyton's making nachos. So I'm going to adjust this line to streets meets as 59 point favorites, <laughs> um, and I'm going to take streets meets to cover that this week. Um, just what I know is about to happen. Oh my, oh my God. All right. I mean, that's no easy. is about to happen. It's yeah. There's, there's something brewing right now. I'll tell you that. All right. Andrew, what do you got? Feeling comfortable I, with this unknown information? I have no idea what's brewing. I have a little inside information and inside track. Maybe. I have no idea what that information down. is. I have no idea what that information is. I mean, Let's I'm out. Just say of the 59 point line is going to be accurate. I, that means Christian McCaffrey is going somewhere <laughs> is what that means. Um, I don't know where, I don't know where, um, but uh, yeah, I think he, I think sure. If he's, if he's going to be selling a whole bunch of stuff, which I think he's trying to, then sure. They'll cover it. Why not? 
Uh, Tyler? I also am in the dark, uh, but if CMC is going somewhere and it's for less than what I offered Tim, I can only assume it's because uh, <clears throat> there's no revenge like that of a lover scorned at this point. Uh, and I'm talking about the offer I sent him after the first was no longer on the table. Uh, if you're telling me this should be a 59 point line, I'm going to take the Peyton's making nacho side because we saw what happened every time I've been a big favorite this year. I have not just failed to cover. I have outright lost. So I will be picking against myself here. This is going to be Davis Mills best game of the year. Uh, Any dimes, man. It's it's yeah. James Conner running over. The Rams just finally give up and stop teasing Dave. Oh. DeAndre Swift looks good, or maybe he's not here anymore. I don't oh. know. We'll see. Uh, I'm so sorry, gentlemen. There, news could be breaking within the next two minutes. I'm a little distracted. Uh, I will be taking Russell Wilson for Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> we'll be taking the Monogamy Streets meets with their crazy 59 point. Uh, Russell Wilson for Christian McCaffrey. Is that what we're about to hear? Uh, you, you don't. You think I would not get Danny Dimes in that? Come on. Oh, you get Danny. All Dimes right. Too. Next up, we've got Lewisburg Luchadors versus Philly Citywide. The line right now, let's uh, say 40 points. Drew, why don't you start us off? 40 points. Yeah, I think the line points. on the site is correct. At, at yeah, least I would not touch 52 that. 52 points. Even with oh, okay. All right. Sorry. You guys um distracted. So we'll do 52 points. Yeah, I think fifty two is two is right, and I I I think he still covers. I think he still covers. I I, I just think he's not going to put up many points at all. I thought Riddler is nothing, and <laughs> both his quarterbacks are on by, and he has Jordan Love in there. Um, and yeah, give me give me all at Lewisburg Luchadors. You can make this line seventy. I might take it. I'll I'll lock in fifty two. Yeah, I think there's a world in which in which Philly citywide does not score as many points as they lose by this week. Um, not just the world, a, a likely world. Uh, yeah. I that happened also, last week. Yeah. I was gonna say, sure. It is. Is last uh, week? I don't know. Is it going to continue to happen for the rest of the season? And uh, as many of you are aware, Kyle forgot that he didn't have his own first. So uh, it's going to be a rough off season for Kyle here. Uh, good luck, buddy. Uh, go Greg Dulcich, I guess, but I'm taking the Luchadors to cover this as well. Uh, yeah, I I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next next game. Byron agrees too. Byron's negotiating. Dealing so I and guess dealing. I like it. I feel like we should hit the Rams and home run hitters then, right? That's the got to be a big spread here. Yeah, let's, let's do, do that. Uh, Rams are the best home run hitters. Uh, the site has Rams as 32-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to keep it there. Uh, we'll start with you, Tyler. Uh, do you think uh, Rams covers the large number? Yes, I, I definitely think Rams are going to cover. I think this is a week where a lot of the big teams, um, the buys aren't so crushing for them, and they are going to kind of blow. It, it's a good week for big dogs going against you know lesser teams. So we're going to see teams like Rams, teams like Droosh, uh, although 
Drew does have a tough opponent who sounds like might be getting tougher. Uh, these these high scoring teams continue to put up big points. Uh, Dave got away with one. Aaron Jones not having an injury. Uh, but if you look across, the only player on home run hitters that puts even a little fear in you is Derrick Henry. Other than that, you've got a lot of running back threes, wide receiver threes at best over there. So Rams to cover. Holy shit. Breaking news. Breaking news on the podcast live, except for the fact that you're listening to it recorded. Gentlemen, a league first. Three-way trade. Between Tim Ryan and his genetic duplicate, Mike fucking Ryan. The trade Cooper and Swift for a 2023 second, a 2024 first, a 2024 second, and Corey Davis. Gentlemen, gentlemen, Mike Ryan is not going calmly into the night. No, 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 no. The DD division just got that much crazier. Uh, we obviously got to break the trade down right now. Tyler, what is your thoughts? Uh, hey, Alex, if you're listening and you want to swap back, because like, I just give up. It seems like every time we take a step forward in this division, gaining some ground, it's just undone by the next trade. And this one at least seems, you know, uh, more adequate in the compensation, right? Uh, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Swift going one way uh, first and two seconds. Like I would have tried to find, I don't know what you take from Mike though to, to get any more value out of that because yeah. Cause the money for Stefan Diggs is so high and he's going to keep him. Um, Mike's team's issue is depth. I guess you could have tried to pry Traylon Burks from him. If you think he's going to be anything as well, that's probably the only thing you could have added to that trade. Um, but yeah, Mike just got a lot better in, in very short order. Cause he now has Diggs, Christian Kirk, Amari Cooper, three of the top, what? 12, 15. Yeah. 15. And, and Watson's coming back. He has Sanders, Najee Harris still floating around back there too. Deshaun Watson's coming back and DeAndre Swift. Like this team just, oh, and lest I forget, Terry McLaurin's still kicking around too. So like this team has is loaded with lots of like mid-level or better number ones at their position. Absolutely. I love it yeah. for Mike Ryan. It um, is an absolute A plus for Mike Ryan. Um, but if he does not at least come in third this year, right? Like get into good money this year, this trade is an unmitigated disaster. It doesn't matter who's in the trade. This is an A plus for both teams. Thank this is fine. Brian Brothers are here to play, right? This is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is, I mean, a couple weeks after they just had a dog fight and beat up on each other. You see this. Um, I will say, um, one, love the trade, obviously, for Mike Ryan. Makes him a lot better. Um, DeAndre Swift is a question mark to me. Um, a, a big old question mark. A, he's already said he's not going to be 100% for the rest of the season. Um, B, you don't like you don't love what you're seeing out of that backfield in terms of his, his timeshare. 
but he's also the type of player that can get 14 touches and take it for 25 points. Right. Um, so, so he just, his ceiling goes way up um, with Deandre Swift. Uh, though I don't think he's um, the, the scary running back people thought he might be going into the season. He now has two of those running backs and Najee and Deandre Swift that did not quite at uh, kind of going into the season hype. Um, but still, uh, there's not a lot of running backs out there. His team's just undeniably better. That was a weakness. That's a great trade. Um, and then on top of that, you know, you you add Amari Cooper, who's just been solid, and then you'll have the stack of Deshaun and Cooper come playoff time. Oh, oh that's yeah, the, the, I, to me, that's the fun part. That's fun. If I know the Ryan bros, and I haven't seen this trade come through on the site, so I'm going to guess it's different when it comes through on the site because the math doesn't work. So I'm interested to see what actually comes through, but I, I do like this for Mike, uh, assuming it does go through and Byron isn't here spreading rumors that aren't, but I, I like this trade for Mike. I does. I do think this makes him better right away. Um, you know, they're a team that put up what 130 points last week and, um, and they're getting an upgrade at two positions. Uh, it is interesting. It's a big mortgage of your future. Um Tyler did that too. So double D's division in 2025 might not look so good, but Hey, let's ride it for 2022. This is the division to beat. Right. Um, also, no, can we just no picks uh, pause for a split second and just the investigative reporting that we just witnessed. Yeah. Like, in no, the wild card yeah. I'm sitting here fear, just shaking in my boots. I still, I am for whatever Byron might be cooking up. Um, thinking that he just added Christian McCaffrey to his team or some shit about to play him. And it's not even involving him. He's just on the lines. We just got Adam Schefter over here just, like, figuring it out. This yeah. is what you get from this podcast. That is – that's why he's the best there is. Byron in here making sure that trade goes to uh, another team in the Double D's division and not, say, uh, Double D himself. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're referencing. I have nothing to do with this. I simply report, and that's all I'm here for. I'm here for the people. All right. You think, you think Adam Schefter ever hears about trades, and he's like, yeah, guys, you, you, should, you should go to the Jags. You could probably get more. <laughs> I don't know. He runs all his reporting by teams, so probably, Dave. He probably has favorites, yes. Uh, so, gentlemen, we were, like, in the middle of uh, – what our next week is what game were we on where were you at what should we go to? We're, i think we're about to do dave's matchup uh we were about yeah, to do so we we were we were finishing my matchup byron 32 point favorites the rams uh against home run hitters you you lean either way here Ooh, i haven't been part of one of these in a while so i think the most interesting thing about this matchup has to be josh allen right you're talking about the health uh, of your star player who really pulls the gate, uh, your team together. And then on top of it, even though Aaron Jones is supposed to play, we've definitely heard it in the past where a running back is going to play and then they end up not. The only way this game gets interesting is if Josh Allen and Aaron Jones both don't play. And if they do, this line is completely unfair because Tom Brady and Derrick Henry could win this by themselves. I know that Clay's team isn't very good, but... My God, where there's a will, there's a way. And, Give me the home run hitters in a crazy and, upset. And and not only that, right? If Josh Allen doesn't play, Case Keenum does play, and home run hitters has Case Keenum, uh, who he can then put in. 
<laughs> right? So oh um, it's double uh, the trouble there. You got to kind of, uh, everyone else in the double D's division is definitely rooting for that. Um, but uh, but yeah, Hold with up. that said, um, I'm still going to say, you know what? I don't think Aaron Jones is playing and I and I don't think Josh Allen's playing. So I'm, I'm going to take the home run hitters to cover this. I already made my pick, but I'll just chime in real quick. Even if Josh Allen and Aaron Jones don't play, here comes Marcus Mariota, who had a stinker last week, which means he should be good this week because usually when he scores less than 10 And A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones's exact replacement. Like, he's <clears throat> going to be fine. Yeah, you're right. I just so, want to pick it for so fun. Tyler, you start Mariota on Thursday? Probably, honestly, probably. Knowing that Josh oh. Allen is going to miss and you're going against his backup, yeah, I would put Mariota in. You can, you will beat this team running away regardless. I would put Mariota in. I would not do that. Go, go with Tua. Uh, like, you have, I want you he, to he, lose, he's got Jeff. Event. He's got Jeff Wilson yeah, and AJ Dillon to, to put in there, and, and um, I think you just need the points. David I think he's going to win regardless, and he's got David Njoku. Um, and Rashid Shahid, if we're just going to keep going down the line. And I, I haven't said it before. I fucking hate Thursday games. God, I hate Thursday games so much. Just, we'll talk about it more in a couple it's minutes. the worst. Uh, Next game. All right. Next matchup. Let's go with the Pensive Parakeets versus, the, uh, versus Mike Ryan. Right now, this line is definitely wrong. Way wrong. Yeah, there's Justin Tucker, and Mike hasn't updated his lineup. Oh, and, and there's, there's a massive trade. Two new superstars joining the team. Uh, gentlemen, what do we set the line at? Even. Just put it at pick them then. Let's do it even then. Who you got in an even matchup, Dave? Um, yeah, assuming this trade goes through, I, I think even's the right line. Um, you know, it's it'd be – I think it'll be interesting to see um, – kind of like what Dallas does with, with Tony Pollard and if Zeke's healthy. Um, I'm intrigued by that because I think Tony Pollard could be the star worker horse running back, but I don't think Dallas is going to let that happen. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, Evan's going to be relying heavily on DJ Moore on Thursday night on uh, that Murray to Hopkins connection. Um, I think Mike's star power though now, uh, again, this is assuming the trade goes through. Uh, I think that's enough to to lean things his way. So I'm going to take Mike Ryan here um, with that trade. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, I, I think it's, you know, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins scare you. I, I don't think DJ Moore <laughs> scares you. I don't know. Um, he did well last time. He, he played the the Falcons and uh, getting a Hail Mary at the end there. Um, I also, you know, on the, the Dallas situation, I, I, yeah, you're right. I don't think they are going to let it. And I also think they're kind of right. Um to a certain extent, Zeke is just too much of an asset on on certain downs and pass blocking and leaking out and and then and also on short yardage that I think it helps Tony Pollard be better. Um, he can be the workhorse back every down for a little bit, but he also gets tired at the end of the game. So I don't think he's ready for that role. Um, I think he it might be just better for him um, to be kind of the more featured explosive back um, there. But I don't think it matters. I'm going to go with Mike Ryan here. Um, I think you you pull this straight off. You 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 I he's going to be rewarded for being bold here um and and when i think the pensive parakeets are at some point gonna start slipping 
Yeah, amen. I, I'm gonna take Mike Ryan here as well. I'm just feeling feeling like the the Mike Ryan train begins here. Get on board. Choo choo. No, that was actually terrible. let's edit that out, gentlemen. No, All please right, leave that. You're gonna let me. That's, I think I think we just I think we just named the podcast actually choo choo <laughs> choo choo uh, let's ride all aboard the ryan train <laughs> oh, oh, let's ride nice. all aboard mike all right. that's right choo -choo. Hey, uh, missed me last week Probably i'm actually not. gonna go the other way on this game um you all are right all of those star players are awesome mike's gonna get them on Friday morning, most likely, and forget about them for two days, scramble to put them in them in his lineup, realize he doesn't have a kicker at 820 when Dustin Hopkins misses the game that he's supposed to be playing in with an injury again and loses by however many points Matt Gay scores. <laughs> also very possible. What is this hatred? Uh, oh my this God, the DD Wishful thinking, jealous, jealous, and jealous. with envy right now. What's the next game we got? Let's go with the Breezewood Nuts versus Joe's Primos team. The line on the site is obviously completely off because of the Amon Ross St. Brown trade. Uh, so let's just put it at 50 points for uh, Breezewood Nuts are 50-point favorites. You guys feel comfortable with that? Um, no, I mean, I, I would put it like called 35. 35? Um, There's still some players playing on, on this. He doesn't have any quarterbacks, yeah. but he does have Zeke and Gordon and Devontae and George and Kittle Hall and Dalton Quite Schultz. frankly, Matt Collins puts up points, at least a couple here and there. Like, he's not putting up zeros everywhere yet. Now, if as a result of the Amon Ra trade, this lineup changes, Breezewood Nuts is going to cover this, and that's who I'm taking. Because, quite frankly, if he starts putting in the true tanking lineup, it's he could score 12 points. Do it. Do it. Do it. Don't do it. He should just do yeah. it. Just lean in and do it. But I don't think it really matters. Like what, what, what he does here, he's not going to win. So fifty points? No, at thirty-five. I'll 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 burrow with Breezewood. I think it's going to be right around there. Um, he he's just got too many people putting up substantial substantial points and no zeros. Um, and I think he'll have a few zeros on the other side. So. I'm going to take Breezewood nuts if that wasn't obvious from how I set the line. Uh, Dave, uh, I'll take Breezewood's nuts as well. Um, I I'm not sure that they score over a hundred points, but I, I don't think it matters. They can still cover 35, 50, because uh, I I kind of agree with with uh, what Drew said that this or Tyler said this team might might just go full tank and and embrace it. Uh, five wins should be enough to get you to the losers bracket. Um, the problem is he doesn't own his first round pick. So actually, why why is he going to tank? Second round uh, pick, man, get that up there. It's a deep. It's a deep draft. I like. I, I'm I'm joking, and and I definitely am being self interested here. But like, it is a deep enough draft where the difference between picking, you know, twenty five and picking twenty might be worth it. Might be worth it. Especially since you hold that pick, right? Absolutely. I <laughs> damn right. I want you, him to take. I would love to. I'm pick trying to overall. also make a logical argument here because I'm not going to convince him unless I also say it is. It, you have some interest here. It is a much different animal taken in a deep draft where I think there are 16 to 20 picks that are going to be in the first and high second round. So, 
Um, I think once you get to 25, you're you're going to be picking worse players. So think All right, about gentlemen, it. Think about I am. I believe we have three matchups left. Is that correct? Yep. I believe so. All right. So I'm going to start setting the lines for realsies now because I'm super serial. Fancy footwork versus Maniac Loose Cannons. I'm setting fancy footwork at a 13 point favorite. What do you got? Give me fancy. Uh, give me fancy. Um, I, I I tend to agree with Dave's analysis of the loose cannons last week, as this is just not a good team. Um, I think we've seen Sam Allinger. I <clears throat> I don't know if he's still going to start. Maybe Joe's Primo team should start shopping Matt Ryan again because he might come back uh, eventually. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm half kidding. Um, but uh, I don't think he's going to put up many points. Um, and so. You're really just going off the backs of your your three wide receivers and whatever Trevor Lawrence says. Trevor Lawrence will give you some points, um, but then on the other side, I just think he's getting consistent points up and down the lineup outside of his running back, um, uh, in Kante Ingram. So, so I think that you know is being matched by Hassan Haskins. I so. will all but guarantee you, Sam Ellinger puts up his highest point total of the season this week. I well, that's fine. I think nine points. <laughs> Go for it. But, uh, but yeah, Joe Mixon's on a bye. Uh, this team would have scored 50 points without Joe Mixon last week, and they don't have him this week. So I'm going to go fancy footwork to get the first win of the season. Love it. Pat? Yeah, completely agree with both of you. Uh, not a great team coming out this week from the loose cannons. Uh, taking fancy. All right. I am also going to take fancy. That team scares me. I don't want to play them. Oh, luckily I've already played them though. That's right. Awesome. Moving on. The next matchup I think is very interesting. The line, the line on the website is a little off in my opinion. Frederick Scrubs versus the best TDs. I'm setting the Scrubs as four point favorites. Dave, you think that's crazy? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I, I think um, I think we've seen all this year. We we've you know uh, led by by Tyler the the Keith hate bandwagon, but but the best TDs are in first place and in, in the best division in in all of sports. Um, and so you know you there's a lot of teams coming for him. It, it sounds like three three teams made trades at the deadline, um, but they just find a way to keep winning. <laughs> They just find a way to keep winning. Uh, that being said, see, I always do this. I, I go on one team and I go then the other way. Uh, Frederick Scrubs does get Barkley back this week on bye last week, going against against Houston. Houston. Um, should be a lot of ability to run. We we just saw Derrick Henry, I guess, two weeks ago, put up two hundred plus yards against them. Um, the problem is this wide receiver core does not scare you like they did a couple weeks ago. Uh, DeAndre Carter, Josh Reynolds, Cortland Sutton, uh, not the same ring when uh, when Mike Williams is hurt and, and Jamar Chase hurt and on a bye. So I think the double D's division and the best TDs find a way to cover this. Um, they they might win. I, I'm sorry, Scott. They they might pull this off. So you know, I'm gonna stick with. Uh, with the double D's team. Here. I hate to agree no with you. I, I've wanted this to stop, but at this point, uh, 
Keith is apparently responsive to trades. Keith is setting his lineup every week. He's competing, um, and and he's going to set his lineup and um and, and beyond that. So that's not a question anymore. Um, yeah. He's got players to fill in, right? I think he he can plug in obviously Debo and then like Wondell Robinson at flex or, or something like that. Um, and I, I also look at Saquon Barkley's got a juicy matchup and like, he's going to have to get a lot and a lot of points out of that matchup because Aaron Rodgers does not have a good matchup. And uh, Justin Herbert does not have a good matchup. And so your other two consistent point getters might not really get you your top end points from them um, that you're expecting. Um, and, and there's a lot of people who get consistent points uh, on the best of teams. Juju Smith-Schuster is starting to live up to his billing. Um, and Jalen Waddle is Jalen Waddle. Um, and then you get Debo back, um, healthy this week, I think, uh, seems, yeah, he's probable. So, um, I'm going to go with the best TDs. I, I think they, I think they win. Yeah, I, I completely agree. As long as Keith continues to set his lineup. Um, and the scariest part about this team is we're all so concerned that they don't have a second quarterback and their running backs are kind of trash. The five wide receivers that they can start um, can all go off at this point. Juju, Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson, Debo, and even Wandale Robinson now. Um, they get the opportunity, I guess is the nice way to say it, but they have the unfortunate displeasure of having to probably start four of them this week and in a lot of weeks going forward. Uh, the snag here is going to be when Stafford misses this game on Sunday at 425 and Keith has no one to slide in at quarterback. Uh, he got his bell rung pretty bad, apparently finished out the game, but uh, is now in concussion protocol two days later. So way to go NFL. Way to go NFL. Another round of applause for them. Wow. Uh, that being said, still taking the TDs. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Frederick Scrubs. I just love the way they play defense after coming off of a strong uh, <laughs> win against Tyler. You know, it's a mental game half the time, and that's the battle that the Scrubs just seem to continue to win. So, last up. Game yeah. of the week! I believe that there is no question in anyone's mind that this is the game of the week. We have the Darnstown Drews six and three versus the Ionsville Cartographers at seven and two. I'm setting the lineup, and this actually pains me to say, but I'm setting the lineup with the Ionsville Cartographers as eight point favorites. That doesn't feel right to me, but that's what the site says. Is there a trade coming to change this lineup? There's no. Yeah, this is a no, no lineup change. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Six Just six fishing points. for information. You said six <laughs> points, Byron. Six point favorites. Ionsville cartographers. Six point favorites. Let's go with uh, the not the two t- people not in this game. Dave, or no, no, Tyler, you start. Yeah, six points is uh, not a whole lot. We haven't seen as many close games this year. I feel like as we have in years past, uh, despite the league being very bunched in the middle record wise it seems like every week we have a very haves and have nots um and for that reason alone i am inclined to take the cartographers uh however uh i i very much worry that russell wilson spent the last 10 days of this bye week 
just doing high walking knees. around doing high <laughs> knees and annoying every single one of his teammates in in Denver. And he's coming out to put up four points, you know, a couple turnovers. Cortland Sutton won't even look at him while he's running his routes. Uh, so it doesn't matter that Jonathan Taylor's back, hopefully, and Kenneth Walker's playing and Justin Jefferson. Uh, none of it matters because as long as we're riding, uh, it's just going to get worse for the cartographers from here. I'm calling it now season from hell from here on out. Definitely going to make the playoffs, but, but the, the negative energy of Russell Wilson is going to drag this team down. Yeah. And I'll just remind you, Tyler, that the Rockville, sorry, the Imesville cartographers put up the most points in the league last week. So I'm not worried. Um, And that was without Jonathan Taylor and, and uh, and Russell Wilson didn't play. Yeah, bye week for for the Broncos last week. So doesn't matter. Um, I, I don't think that. Yeah, so I, I don't think end of cartographer season. That's that's crazy, Tyler. Um, I will point out that this is uh, two division leaders. Um, the other two division leaders were in the last matchup. So uh, all four division leaders playing other division leaders this week, which is pretty cool. Um, for me. The one question I have is, is Darnstown Droosh going to swap Michael Gallup out of their lineup mm-hmm. and put back in P.J. Walker, who is starting Thursday night? Uh, You've seen Byron, how many times I've changed it. <laughs> I know Byron has a thing against Thursday night matchups, um, but this time it might be on the other side of the table that haunts him. I, I think I would start that second quarterback. Your, your ceiling is much higher, but as we saw last week, the floor with BJ Walker can be pretty low. So um, I think, I think you, you can't need let to, that scare you. Right? I think you need to swing for the fences here. Uh, Cause I do think cartographers is, is going to be scary from this point on. Uh, unlike Tyler, I think we're going to see 130 plus point weeks from here on out for cartographers. So I am going to take cartographers uh, to cover the number. Um, but I think, PJ Walker, a big game Thursday night could make this matchup very close. Well, I mean, I, I think PJ, oh, sorry. Nah, screw it. I think PJ Walker is the most interesting play of the year right now. <laughs> I am Drew updated it live, by the way. Decision. Yeah. I have spent way too much time thinking about it because what do you- Do you know how much time I have spent? I have changed this at least 20 times over the past two days i continually change i changed it again just now um it's i i have i have no idea i've gone to every single one of the websites they all give me different answers one of them gave me 21 straight experts say to start um michael gallup the other one gave me those pj walker no doubt pj walker no doubt like th- this is the it's it's unfathomably i hate this decision i hate this decision so I've spent some time thinking about this. And here's here's the condition that I think makes sense. I think this matchup hinges mostly on if Jonathan Taylor plays. If he's limited in practice, similar to how he was in week six when I played Scott, I think he doesn't play. I think if he logs a full practice, he plays. If I don't play Jonathan Taylor, I'm playing Khalil Herbert, then you you play the guarantee points. You get Gallup in there or whoever you're playing. It's a Thursday night matchup, buddy. I don't have to. Yeah, PJ Walker, he got to decide right now. Thursday night. You'll see Thursday night, uh, Thursday practice, though. That's what I'm saying. Will he practice in full on Thursday? 
Byron's just being cruel and trying to put more variables in my head to continually just make <laughs> me go back and forth. Uh, um, I, I'm kidding. I, I, I just think it's a crapshoot. I think I probably am going to start PJ Walker. I just don't want to start PJ Walker. And I'm trying to convince myself that this is like a Michael Gallup breakout game that's going to happen at some point. Um, and well, those only happen good. if he's on your bench. I know I, which is where <laughs> he is right now. Um, and I'm very aware. I actually don't think this matchup is going to come down to, to that. Um, I think they're in reality, both of them are probably going to put up, you know, somewhere between six and 13 points <laughs> of whoever I play uh, of those two is it's just what I think they're going to do. Um, and the warrior with PJ Walker is he throws an interception on the first drive and then gets benched. I think that's just like a real possibility. That's what I'm fearing, right? Like it's just like it could happen. Um, and that's the scary part. Um, uh, with that said, I think it comes down to my team for what it's going to come down to for the rest of the year. It's going to come down to Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Austin Eckler. Can they give me monster games? Like I need a monster game from you guys. This is why I got you. Um, I need a bunch of monster games. I need Jimmy Garoppolo to hook up with Brandon Ayuk. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo hooks up with Brandon Ayuk once. This is a close game. If you hook someone with him twice in the end zone, I win. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. So it's a possibility. Brandon Ayuk's their wide receiver one. He's just their number one wide receiver. It's like without a doubt. Um, so um, we'll see, you know, uh, what happens there. Um, but uh, I, 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 I'm going to pick myself just because I am feeling vindictive. I think the line is too low, actually. I think the cartographer should be more like what the site has it at about 11 or 12 point favorites. Um, well, they're only nine point favorites now that PJ well, nine, nine, nine point favorite. Sure. Um, but, uh, but it's going to be a fun game, but I think it's going to come down to can the stars be stars, which stars are stars. Well said. Uh, and then we can have the fault. Whoever loses, we can say the fault in our stars. Book, Who knows? I do love Antonio Gibson's matchup here um, against Philly because they're going to be down and Drew, having to pass. Drew, Dave has to go to bed. All right. Let's finish this up. <laughs> Give us the rundown for the weekly contest. Who won last week? And then what's this week? Last week was Geno Smith. Most fantasy points scored by a player over 30. Mike Ryan. Congratulations. And now you're hot. You're real hot. Uh, weekly winner was the Rockville Cartographers. This week is Rookie of the Year. I'm not competing um, because I'm not starting Isaiah Likely, maybe because he's out this week, unfortunately. And I'm definitely not starting Christian Watson, who has back-to-back concussions. I have no idea who's going to win this. Um, I forget who. I Probably obvious. Someone obvious. Uh, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. <laughs> I was just about to be like, you want to win our Kenneth Walker's gonna win. I just thought about it. <laughs> Two um, seconds, about it. Yeah, I think Kenneth Walker's a smart choice, but going against the Bucks defense, um, in London or Mexico or it's Germany, or wherever give me hope. Playing, yes, uh, so I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go with a different running back who has taken one pick after him. I'm gonna go Damian Pierce uh, to win the award this week. Solid choice. I am going to go, if I can't go for either of the two guys, that makes sense. Let's go. Oh, he's not going to start Kenny Pickett, is he? No. I think Justin Fields has uh, locked himself into the lineup. All right. Let's go then with Chris Olave. We'll go with Chris Olave. See if he gets a good good play. All right. Gentlemen, it was fun. 
Uh, I will not be with you next week, so enjoy the podcast without my annoying voice. Uh, and uh, I hope you guys win all your weeks, except for you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Robbery, 